politics over Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. What more do you want from me? Politics over Pumani. Somebody please tell me what the fuck is going on. Wait, 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 this shit. Check, check. Hey, welcome to episode 8 of the Ricochet Podcast. I'm Shay, and I'm joined here once again with my guy, Mr. Akmal Boulevard. Say, what's up? What up, what up? <clears throat> How you doing today? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I've been feeling this whole week. has been a lot going on, but today, I'm here. <laughs> The sun is finally starting to come out. Yeah. It's been raining all week. No. This is like Maybe the we, most. The sun about to come out. The most rainy summer ever. I think it's it's rained every time we record it. Yep. You said that. <laughs> yeah. I remember you said that. I think the last one, right? Uh, I probably like started noticing. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, always it's raining. Rain. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, but I guess it's okay not to know. How to feel today? I feel you. We are in sync with that. <laughs> oh man. What's on your mind? How you feeling? <laughs> Yo, like last night, right? I was. I told myself I was gonna go to sleep early, and my phone is going nuts. Bring, 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 bring. Right? I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I peek at it, and I see your message. Like, yo, y'all seen what happened to Chadwick Boseman? And I'm thinking in today's climate, like, yo, my man got COVID or something, mm. you know? I was like, nah. So I pick my phone up. I look, and I see that he passed away. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. Like, what the hell? What? <laughs> um, and then I just thought, like, I, I thought I was going to be able to go back to sleep, but I couldn't. So then I just started scrolling through my phone and I saw that like everybody seemed to be universally hurt, right? And then I thought, I remember being in my room getting calls about Kobe because, mm. you know, everybody close to me knows I'm a huge Kobe fan. Right. And uh, I guess they wanted to make sure I heard it from them and just check and see how I was doing. And I appreciated that, and I cried. I was very sad. Um, mm. You know, we all know we're going to die someday, but it's something about when it happens to people who are younger, closer to my age, mm -hmm. like, it really hit different. And um, this Chadwick Boseman thing felt like that for me. Like, so far this year, I've lost four family members. You know, they were upwards in age, and they still hurt. But again, like I said, when it's somebody younger. You're closer to age. Closer to my age, it just it hits a little bit different. And uh, surprise. Do you think it's like a reality check? Because, you know, we, we we looked at him like a superhero. He was. He is. He was, you know, a superhero. But well, you never think a superhero dies. For me, that wasn't that wasn't it at all. Like, um, having watched somebody really close to me 
die from cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing what their body goes through, seeing how some days they don't want to be touched because it's right. so painful. Some days they can't get out of bed. Some days they need help putting on socks. You know what I mean? Like the most basic things that we take for granted. It's painful to them. It hurts. Even the most private things, like to use the bathroom, you know? Yeah. And and knowing that he found out in stage three. Um, and he still went on to give us seven movies. Yeah. And not just movies, like a lot of action movies. Imagine how taxing Those that movies, was on his yeah. body. Like he and still. You know, I was wondering if he was thinking. Um, not to cut you off, but like even when you were saying about the movies, like, um, is it like with that game and more drive? You know what I'm saying? Like knowing that he was like, let me, like, cause what he gave us, if you look about it, a lot of people took years to, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The past couple of movies that he's been in, been within the what last four years span. Mm-hmm. All, all, all of them have been Spike Lee since you know, he, he found out about his diagnosis. Right. Seriously, um, and even in the way that he was purposeful about the type of roles that he took, um, said a lot about the legacy that he intentionally left behind. Yeah, right, right. And then the fact that even days when he wasn't working on set, he found a way to like reach out to other people and inspire them whether it's through commencement speeches or visiting hospitals with sick children, um, even the late night show, like showing up to surprise people who got to talk about what the movie meant to them. Right. Like even the kids. Yeah. When they found out they was about to go see the movie. Oh, right. Like he didn't have to do all of that extra stuff, you know, like he was suffering, but it was a purpose. Maybe that's when he felt like it was a purpose to like, you know, Mm-hmm. Even when I was seeing this interview when he was saying he was went to a cancer, I, I, he talked to two cancer kids, mm-hmm. and he choked up because he was like, they was like, they trying to hold on it so they could see the movie. And he probably thinking the same thing, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Like, so, he, he mentoring them and mentoring to himself right, at the same time. Right. Well, they mentoring him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I was like, if, that's, yeah, that's, that's. Yeah, I understand what you mean, seeing somebody go through cancer, because, you know, I seen both of my grandparents, like, back-to-back shortly, Yeah, you know? It was like, one failed, then the other one started shortly. The only um, thing uh, that kind of, like, <clears throat> the only thing, like, I find peace with in this situation is that he knew we loved, you know what I'm saying? Like, we loved him. It's unfortunate that towards, you know, the end of his time, because he physically started to change and people ridicule him because of that, um, you know, that that's that's really messed up. That yeah. really, that's kind of heartbreaking. But I think, I think as a whole, the world yeah. got to give him his flowers, he, he you know? Yeah, yeah. I think he saw more love. And, you know, towards the end, especially with cancer, it's like you... I don't, I don't know, but it's like seeing the loved ones that I had, you know, that had experience with cancer. It's like, it seemed like towards the end, like even that type of something like that, that might seem big to us, don't seem big to them. Cause it, I think they appreciate it a little bit more. I mean, yeah, but I'm sure. But I do know. Him, yeah. I'm about to him. say, I do know that 
sometimes we don't accept things like until we physically see ourselves changing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like I remember um, nowhere near as far as the defense, but when associated with death. when I um had the stomach issues mm-hmm. and I was losing weight, I knew I was losing weight. But when people would say like, "Eat something," you so skinny, right. like it would it would hit yeah, different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you don't know how much I had to psych myself up to and get dressed you, to you, go. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I already feel so conscious, and then when people point it out, it's like, "Damn! Like why I even come here?" You know? Um, and even when he was doing that interview, he was doing that interview to up for us. Right. <laughs> so it's 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 fucked up. Like that's the the worst part of social media to and me. you know he probably was feeling good that day mm-hmm. to be able to do it mm-hmm. you know? yeah that's why I think we all need to be conscious you know of the small stuff we say or even not even what we say what we comment especially online mm-hmm. so cause online is so permanent yeah I think um my takeaway I told Rob was like you know I like to joke and everything. I don't always take everything so serious, but um, just being mindful of the not knowing what everybody's going through, right. that everybody don't always look like their problems. Um, Imagine how many of our friends that we know that's going through shit but don't look like they're going through shit. Exactly, exactly. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like we be mindful of them, so it's like we got to be considerate, even with the celebrities. We don't mm-hmm. like they be online. That's why I was saying, like, these celebrities are not, like, super human. Like, we think that we want them to be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you never know. We just need to go back to days where you just appreciate mind. the art. Yeah, exactly. I like mind your business. <laughs> yeah, just appreciate <laughs> yeah. the art, man. And appreciate the things that they do give. And like even if interviews. you think something, like, you just don't have to say it all the time. I saw him and I was like, dang. He does look kind of thin, but I I just automatically assume it was a movie role, yeah. Because yeah, you see a lot of weight, you know, a lot of people uh, bulk up and then slim down for different roles. But even if we would have known, then do you think it would have been more in, like it's empathy to work? Uh, yeah, but I think. But it's not our business. I think know? even if you knew, it would kind of taint. Nah. What people really felt about his work to him. Mm. Because now he got the raw, you know, we love it just because it's good versus we love it because you're going through this. I think he, you know, that's a, I guess, a private matter. You know what I'm saying? Especially because for real, he was just starting his career. And he probably didn't, number one, you don't, you don't assume you're going to die. Like you're going to, if you're going to fight it, you're like, I want to beat it. You know what I mean? And then you don't want everything that you do to fall back to. Oh, look at him. He has cancer and he's here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want everything to be brought back to that. Right. <clears throat> and um, like I said, it's not everybody's business. No. Because everybody don't give that good energy that you need. And I know with cancer, mm-hmm. feed off of stress. My pastor said, you don't want everybody praying for you because you don't know mm-hmm. what they're saying. Right. Exactly. They be praying for they your damn downfall. Down yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> for real. But, um, rest in peace, Chadwick Bozeman. They took the Black Panther and the Black Mamba in the same year. Mm. 2020 has been mm. crazy. A lot of loved ones in between. <laughs> Man, and, and the year ain't over. Shit, the year been over for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what this is anymore. This is even considered a year. 
This is like a season. This is like a decade. No lie. Somebody said you won the 2020 vision. Well, 2020 has showed Mm. us a hell of a lot. We thought we was going to see all uh, rainbows. And, yeah, what did we <laughs> think we were going to see? I don't know. Money. We were going to be seeing money, Airbnbs. That's crazy because we knew where we lived. We knew where we lived. America ain't changed. America ain't changed. I'm sorry. I hate to get all like. Start it off. Start all depressing and whatnot. It's just how I feel. You know, it's how I felt. Shit, 2020 depressing. You know what we need to at least come up with twenty good things to say before we start the podcast next time. Twenty twenty, you start. <laughs> Cause uh, yeah, man, like I've been seeing so much just collective agony, man. Like, so what good have you seen this week? This week, mm-hmm. uh, sh- anything good? I mean, you know what? This week for me, before today, was pretty damn good. Like, I got to spend time with my family. Um, got to just see them laugh. Even in the face of, you know, a tragedy, we got together, you know, had a good time singing, laughing, dancing, you know, fellowshipping. Um, even with some of the older ones. Like, that made me feel really good this week. So yeah, it was some good, some good that came out of this week. Yeah. What about you? Well, you you was over there too. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was. Um, good, good. <laughs> I woke up seven days a week this week. Hey, man, hey, you can't have a good week <laughs> if you don't do that. Right, right. You know, um, I don't know. I'm working a new project. Um, I don't know if I can say on this podcast right now, but you know. Mm-hmm. So watching that, learning about that, and seeing what could become of it, um, so you just gotta find a little bit of hope in twenty twenty. Yeah, we made a track. We contributed oh, yeah. to a track. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a banger. That was a banger. <laughs> that we was know, fun. It was fire. We should have played it. We should have played it. It's still time. A little clip. It's still I time. Loaded it up on one of the little. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. Let's let's switch gears. Let's before I start crying. I'm I'm I, I'm good right I now. You cry. Listen. I thought you was type to run it. Oh, never mind. Was... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Where can we start? Where can we start? So earlier this week, a man was arrested. A black man. He went to jail. For hacking into a computer system, you were telling yep. me? Um, hacking into Hines County Human Services Department. Hines County, where's that? Where's that? Shit. Good question. Don't know. Okay. Mississippi. Okay, Hines County, Mississippi. Uh, Jackson, what? Mississippi. Okay, and Jackson. I'm assuming that's probably primarily a black population. Yep. Okay. And he hacked into the system and did what? He was approving all applications for food stamps. And then after approving the applications, he then mailed out the cards. And to new, each new applicant got over $2,500 on the card. 
That you know what that man deserves a round of applause yeah. like that. Not all heroes wear and, capes. And then the thing is, they said when you do it for the culture, this way doing it for the culture. Hell man. yeah. <laughs> That's right. He knew he was focused. Yeah. He knew what time it was. But they said his bond was set to a hundred thousand dollars, and ever since then, his bond he made bond, so he's out. Okay, <laughs> so he's on the streets yeah. now. Yep. He lives to hack again. So you better get your yes, applications yes. in, people in Jackson. That's what Anonymous need to be doing. He need to be hacking <laughs> Sally Mae. <laughs> We've been telling them that. He wanted to keep telling us how corrupt the government is, but we know the government is corrupt. Give us our financial freedom. Yep. This Ooh. man right here is a martyr. Yep. You know what I'm saying? All he did was give people the basic things that they need to survive. Yep. Food. And shit that... They already probably paid for two times over. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So at least he's out of jail. Who bailed him out of jail, did they say? Nah, they probably ain't going to say. He probably. But you know what? If he was smart, if he was smart enough to hack into that and then do that, mm-hmm. like imagine it's a process. You know what I'm saying? So he was hacking to that for like a minute. You know, he probably so was. He got caught. So by that time, he probably already had a lawyer set up. But like if I get caught. Um, I got this house right here, set it up. Now, what that makes me think is like all those people that were waiting and backlog trying mm. to uh get their public assistance. If that man could go in there and do all of that like this, they could have been doing that shit. Yep. Cuz you know why? They don't want to. <laughs> they don't want to, clearly. It's a system. But he did. He was like, okay, approve, approve, approve. <laughs> and sent the mail out. Right. One man. One man. Why they got a whole so office full not, of people? It, it might have been, uh, he might have had a squad, but took the fall. They need to hire him and his team. But you know, the Because they working. I know one of my tech teachers told me, if you hack into a system, especially a government system, mm-hmm. in the story, in the media, they might act like they're going to arrest you. You get some type of, you know, criminal charge. But at the end of the day, they're going to hire you. Yeah, you know, I read an article about that with Anonymous originally. Mm. The I think like the first person, like the the big person that they caught, they ended up offering him a deal to work for him. Yep. From what I read, he turned it down, but we'll never know. It's not like he That's gonna say what they tell yeah. Us. yeah, it's not like he's gonna say, Yeah, I do it. I I can everybody, all the American citizens. Well uh, good for him. Shout out for shout out to that man. He's twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he he got empowered and he did what needed to be done. I'm not yeah. mad at him. He That's took care revolution. of his community. <laughs> That's, That's the movement we need. Yeah. We need we, we have all these intelligent people in our community. These skills. They but they the white man has taught us that our skills need to be boxed in according to their standards. Mm-hmm. My man said no. And we can't use those skills outside yeah. of life. Or mm-hmm. their life that they have for us, but that's another subject topic. <laughs> um, speaking of like doing what needs to be done, right? So the NBA, NBA players and WNBA, let me not leave them out of the equation, um, decided to boycott playoff games. Mm-hmm. Now, originally when I heard this story, it was it was in response to I'm sorry, do not let me get his name wrong, but I'm terrible with names. The young man who was shot in the back by the police seven times. Um, why you... 
Yeah. <laughs> it was in response to that, right? Right, right. And um, I was like, okay, historically in sports, there have been boycotts. And I was confused as to what boycotting one game would do. Mm. Considering that these types of events had already been happening before these players agreed to start up the playoffs again. In fact, players like Kyrie Irving were criticized and ridiculed because right. he said he wouldn't play because there were bigger issues at hand. Mm-hmm. So if those same issues were going on and you decided to play, what was boycotting this one game going to do? So then it came out that players voted not to continue the playoffs. So I was like, whoa. That's different than one that's, game. That's different yeah, than one game. Yeah. Like, you really, okay, so you really going to do this now. Then by the end of that day, it came out that they had agreed to resume the playoffs. So what would you think the agreement was? Well, I saw. So, so what was the, um, I guess, the demands? They wanted them? the owners to be more involved. How? Now, Get money? I'm going to tell you what this makes me think of, right? You see, um, what is it, the Nat Turner story? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was a slave, but mm-hmm. his slave master took him around to other plantations and allowed him to preach Christianity until they then decided to use Christianity to keep the slaves in line. They changed um, the intent, right? When you go to your owner, and I hate the term owner, but team owner, hmm. and... That's, the re- that's what they call it. <laughs> and beg them for some action in order for you to feel like you can continue making them money. That's like the the slave saying. That reminds me of Scottie Pippen. Mm. Look, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, and that it wasn't mm-hmm. even that many social issues going on. Right. But everybody knew Scottie Pippen work. Mm-hmm. Bulls knew it. You know what I'm saying. So it's like, and I was wondering because you said what Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the first person I heard that was boycotting first, mm-hmm. right? And I'm wondering if that's a way to silence him. In a sense. Maybe. I mean, I, it's not like I heard anybody come back and say, oh, Kyrie was right. We should have listened to Kyrie. Right. Because they made an agreement now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. What's the What was the demand? So, from what I saw, it looks like um, they want the players to work with the owners and the governors to affect change. So, how is that helping? Yeah, okay. I have a lot of questions. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, I want to know what the players' intentions. Like, are they speaking on the behalf of society? You know, like, mm-hmm. of us? Mm-hmm. You know, the communities that niggas get shot nine or seven times in the back? You know what I'm saying? Is mm-hmm. those type of funding or the owners going to pay more attention to those communities? Because I want to know how going back to playing so soon... Even if they agreed to those demands without seeing any physical Results. change, yeah. like how could you be okay with that? And then my mindset was, 
well, shit, we black. We affected by this every day as well. And guess what we still got to do on Monday? Go to work. Go to work. And for a lot less money than they make. So maybe we should do that. Not go to work? Everybody. I can't I can't afford not Everybody's to go to work. Everybody's not go to work. And then... Um, now you know that never works. The slave works. result, the slave revolts work when everybody <laughs> agreed to do the same thing. People have have families and other people that they are supposed to be supporting or that are depending on them for their livelihood. They can't just decide not to go to work. So, like, I talked to my father about it because I was, you know, telling him what my feelings and thoughts were, and he was saying that the playoffs. He was like, so originally. He could see why they all went to play because not everybody's paid like LeBron. And in order for you to get your contract fulfilled, you have to finish out the season. But the playoffs are an added bonus. They're not, they don't go to your regular season salary. So you can afford kind of to walk away from the playoffs because you got your money anyway. Right. So I'm like, well, damn, well, why they go back? Because it's. Mm, I don't know endorsements. So so and plus they for real they probably not even making as much money because the stadiums and shit not making no money because no fans and they they ain't got shit they ain't got nobody in there they not selling advertisement dollars advertising dollars is king. Yeah, but they still they was already paying a large amount of advertising dollars, but they not even recouping it from the stadium. No. And those those the, the jerseys, you know what I'm saying? They those they owners gotta, are they billionaires. Gotta, they gotta use movement now to sell NBA. That's why I think this whole thing is about. Because I'm trying to still see how like their protest is the same as what everybody else protesting. Yeah, I can see you not playing a game and paying like for that. I guess right. <laughs> that's what that's what Kaepernick been doing, taking a knee the whole so time. So they they take a knee during. So the national anthem that nobody so in the stadium to see. Game so they missed two games, three games, two or three games. And you know what? Whole time I think they probably using this because they scared of COVID too. <laughs> Why you say that? Because there was a lot of NBA players at one point that was testing positive. Yeah, but they they've been having tested like zero positive in the bubble. They controlled that environment. I don't know. I, I, I just don't understand it. Um, um, yeah. Do whatever you feel like you need sense. to. I, I tried. Yeah, I mean, it didn't make sense to me. I, it wasn't something that I agreed with. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess do what you feel is right. I can't tell anybody black how to protest, but it just didn't make sense to me. Well, <clears throat> tweet them. <laughs> I'm too busy trying to tweet that Michelob and become a virtual fan in the stadium. You said who? <laughs> Michelob. Speaking of things that don't make sense. We already said 2020 don't make sense. We already <laughs> talked about <laughs> a, a specific thing that doesn't make sense. So you remember immature, right? Y'all hear the birds? Yeah. <laughs> the sun I told you up. the sun came out. <laughs> uh, immature. You remember Immature, right? And uh, Marcus Houston. Mm-hmm. I was beginning. Oh, yeah. Okay. B2K. You know, all that. They, yeah, that's their sons. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to come to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marcus Houston is 39 years old now. 
man, we congratulations. He just got married. You congratulate him? I don't think you. Re- <laughs> I don't think that's the shit. Black love. That's what he said. He said it was black love ordained by Jehovah. So you think? That's what he said. See when people use God, the, people be lying on God all the time. You know what? It's a song that said, "If they will lie to God, they will lie to God." No, well, take it back. If they will lie to God, they will lie to you too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you think they lie to God every day, you used to say his name in vain. Man, listen. Marcus Houston's thirty-nine. He just married his girlfriend, uh, now Maya Houston, uh, who is nineteen years old. Right. Oh, you got him a, a young thing. Uh, yeah, very young thing. So they just met maybe less than a year ago. So, no, um. Based on my reading, legally, allegedly, she was a 15-year-old runaway. She was actually on the missing persons um, report even after they got married. Um, this starting to sound real R. Kelly-ish. Hey, if it looks like a duck. Quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, she was 15. And then 11 days after her 18th birthday... They announced that they were in a relationship. Now, I'm, you know, not the best mathematician. So you said what after her 18th birthday? 11 days, they announced that they were in a relationship. Okay. I guess it only takes 10 days to fall in love. Nowadays, social media speed things But up. he known her since she was 15. Because she is and he knows she Chris Stokes' daughter... It makes even more crazy because his history is not too good. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, this is—he said he met her at Jehovah's Witness convention. See, (laughs) but but my thing is, she when she ran away, she like lived with Chris Stokes. So you mean to tell me you just met her at church, even though that's your man? Because I think they said that was his daughter friend. Yeah, which even more creepy. I know your. Man's is messing with your daughter friend and marry her. Right. Grown ass man. Yeah. You say how old is he? Forty what? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Twenty year age difference. Well. Now, on this show, a theme that we constantly bring up is how we have to protect the kids. How children are the most vulnerable and unprotected group in the world. Mm-hmm. When I see this story, and I see people, even in comments, like, love is love, right? Um, That's crazy to me, because it normalizes that. That's not normal. That's not okay. And I think even the media should have some type of responsibility, too. Like, when they report it, not make it seem like it's susceptible be like making more questionable like i don't know is that their job i mean because they kind of they have to be they have to be objective i think you're a journalist but you can be objective but i don't see they being objective as far as they be shady yeah that's not a being they were shady and they were shady when they presented the information but uh i don't know because this came out a couple well the thing that it's sad because um, I think me and you talking about it, it's like 
how these type of situations kind of like not the norm but it's becoming more exposed mm-hmm. and it's like how we've been seeing the shit probably for decades mm-hmm. and accepted it but now that we like see the consequences maybe or like not even the consequences because it's like who don't know that's wrong <laughs> well, yeah because <laughs> that's just like what we had um Morgan Freeman with his stepdaughter oh yeah or step granddaughter mm-hmm. um Russell Simmons and Kamora Lee where he had to wait till she was of age to marry her see I knew he married her when she was young but I, but then even the allegations that are coming out with him now right it's like how can you discredit these women when you see what he did on legally on paper you know exactly exactly um the Paul McCartney's of the world, like Elvis's. Yeah, yeah. Was... And they they did it blatantly, like in our face. So you think money and power, you can do whatever you want. And do you think it's also a mental thing? Because like I'm thinking, me at my 39 years old, mm-hmm. and I'm dealing with an 18 years old. Mm-hmm. She gotta be hella mature, because I don't think I have patience. You know, like certain things. Mentally, well, he immature. What would be immature? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but even not even that. It's like what trauma he? Because like I said, I don't know. That's why I just be minding my business. Hope my loved ones is getting the right guidance. That's sick, man. That's so sick. And now I have to look at them on my social media. You don't. They I there. told you, I told you to delete the shade room for self care. It's not even the shade room. Yeah. I was on Twitter and I saw it reposted and reposted and reposted. You gotta mute shit on Twitter. Keywords. If you see to. something trending, don't click on it. I'm just like, and and he don't think nothing is wrong with it. He he floating around because even if like 19, you are a child still. Legally, you're an adult, but mentally, you don't know shit about shit. She don't need to. Yeah, because he going to think for At least that's what he think. Well, protect our children. Like, how do we know she wasn't sex trafficked? Mm, that's a good question. I'm saying she was a missing person. She was on the report. And then years later, she pop up married to this old ass man. Yeah. And we know this. We've seen we, we've seen the Jeffrey Epstein's that's, of the world. That's still going on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, how do we know she didn't come from this? And we just like, hey. Because whole time, even if you look at R. Kelly, that's kind of like trafficking. What well, is? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. But like, how that was just normalized. Like it was just our entertainment. We don't see how serious it really is because now it's not just R. Kelly. We got Marcus Houston, but mm-hmm. well, he thinking, look, I'm doing it the legal way. I'm not doing it how y'all, th- even though he probably did, but nobody knew who was really looking for them. <laughs> it's that's like, is the only that reason why is probably because the media was going to get one of them. Does that count as preying on someone? If you wait until they 18, 19, oh. and you're a grown ass man, is that preying on her? Of course. So, but that's even like how I noticed, like, you know how like a teacher, an older teacher will have, mm. you know, 
Oh. I told you what happened to me. Mm. You was there. Didn't you? Weren't you there with my eighth grade teacher? No. Oh, I thought you said the Fridays. My eighth grade teacher asked Shit. me to hang out. Let's go out. Oh, at Friday? Yeah. You was grown. I thought you were still, so but yeah, what I, I know, mean I is, know, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. So she was praying on you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But imagine the teachers that probably did. Oh, in my high school, I remember um, one of the science teachers married his old student after she graduated. And you tell me if that means that they weren't messing around while they was in school. It's a lot of um. Yeah. Butterfingers. Yeah, but um. So what is it about older men? I knew you was gonna just say men though, but that's cool. Well, I I mean, I'm I'm asking you. uh, I can't ask you about women. No, because I was about to say because I noticed, like, if you, my mother was watching some movie or something, and um, it was a teacher, white teacher. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I always see, like, older white women messing with young... I've seen that in the news, too. But Teachers, then, especially. They be getting pregnant by the students and everything. But that's what I'm saying. Like, even what you was about to... I don't know. Go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. I was just asking you because you're a man. I can't ask you yeah, about women. No, no, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I was about to ask you about women, but... Okay. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, what is it about um, men who are in their 20s, in their 30s that go after these women fresh out of high school or in their last year of high school? Like, what is it? What is so compelling about those relationships? I think because no responsibility. You don't have, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if if a young is 18 years old, all she want to worry about her cell phone bill and shit like that, mm-hmm. you can handle that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what is that? You know, and that she. I, so is it then? Does it then become a thing where older women have certain expectations that you aren't ready to meet? You don't feel like you need to meet them. It's too much pressure. Like I think that, and also is that you think that. Um, imagine like when you was living with your parents, and you want to do A, B, and C, but you can't. Mm-hmm. But now that you can, because you grown. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's like you do everything that you couldn't do in high school or whatever, you know, yeah. like irresponsible. But then I was also thinking like, um, I know with me, I was always dealing with older women. Uh-huh. So it was like, even the older women, I felt like you're trying to mold me. After a while, I was like, you're trying to mold me to the man you uh-huh. wish, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it was pressure, expectation. You yeah, because old niggas shit. be a lost cause. Yeah. But I think it's both. I think you find older men who try to mold younger women. Yeah, and that's that's what I think it is. Not even mold, but like stunt her growth in a sense. Mm. You know? Mm. That's deep. I had a conversation with uh, someone close to me, and we were talking about this a little bit, and he was like, nah, it don't got nothing to do with the expectation. It's about sex. He was like, you know, when women get older, they don't do the things that they were doing before. Because when women get older, like, I ain't going to bust it open <laughs> if you ain't paying. <laughs> so they job. rather just. And, and, and so I'm like, well, in that case, then you are 
kind of agreeing with the sentiment that it's a maturity thing because you can't handle the fact that it takes more than just showing up and having a penis to penetrate in somebody. See, I think men just say that shit. I think we know it's deeper than that. It's just, that's an excuse. You know what I'm saying? I, I, like, because I'm older men don't perform like they did when they was younger. A lot of the dudes I know who are older can't even keep up with women that age. Seriously. So, I'm like, really? That's what you want? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't but know. But then at the same time, she might just want the money, the benefits. Mm-hmm. And just... A lot of them do. But then that's when it become a thin line between sexual assault you know what i'm saying or like uh because she really don't want to do it mm. but she do it you know what i'm saying and then it's become a like yeah i think i don't know it's sad because i think men prey on like vulnerable women and that's how they easily not i don't want to say i don't want to sound insensitive because but i think that's why traffic human trafficking exists you know mm. what i'm saying yeah I, you know and then I don't even like women taking advantage of women, like, you know, just so they can save themselves, you know? Like the groomers. Right, right. Mm. Just because another man probably got a hold of her. <laughs> That's why I was like, it's a sick world. That's why I'm just getting my fucking phone. And, um. Yeah, see, and you know, it's crazy. Like, the it's, it's the same but different. Because, like, older women who date younger men. It's a grooming thing, but it's like, almost like I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I don't date little boys, but I feel like it's about um, control. And then it's about exploiting men's perception of relationships. Like men think that sex Mm. equates love. So when women, older women just want you for the sex. You know, you thinking you holding think down your responsibility in a relationship. That's love, love. Yeah. right. So, I don't know. It's vicious, man. It's vicious. Like even when, like Charlemagne talk about how his he was having sex with his aunt and he didn't know anything was wrong with it. Like he just thought, you know, he was a man. He got aroused, mm-hmm. and that's what he was supposed to do. Um, because I think men can't differentiate like how they feel sexually with how they feel emotionally sometimes. I don't know. Just my take. Just my view. Yeah. But what do I know? That's deep though. I think the whole I, I think the whole world need counseling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's gonna do the counseling because they need counseling too. <laughs> I saw a post today, right? I just thought about it. This is so off topic, but I wanted to ask your opinion. Um, it said J Lo is a Latina Karen. What? <laughs> yeah. So you know how we call white women oh, Karen? Snitch on Puffy. They said that was like the start. Like no, and then she used Puffy when she used the N word. She used him to back her and try to validate her use of the N word. But they were talking about during like while everybody's mourning Chadwick Bozeman today, she comes out with this post about her problems, and they like, oh, here you go, What's her white woman problems. I don't know. Local. I didn't read deep into it. Well, you but... know what? That's that's 
our responsibility because she had a fat ass and we was like, oh, she's black. That's why I, that's why I always ask, what is black? Nobody says she was black. <sighs> yeah, back in the day, it was like, oh, well, not necessarily black, but she can come to the cookout. She can cook. Did that was Diddy. She came by association with Diddy. No, I just always felt like she was an opportunist. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. I did. I always because I watched the way she moved. Right. I was, she was with that old white dude. She did Selena. Right. He I wasn't even white. He was her kind. Who that old dude? Yeah. You sure? The um singer Mark. No, that was years later. Uh, I'm well, talking about before that. <laughs> She was, um, she did Selena, right? Then all of a sudden she thought she could sing. So, she Y'all told her she could. Nobody Selena. told her she could yeah, sing. You was like, you the know bitch what? was lip syncing. How are you going? <laughs> Who would have told her that? Then. They say y'all can do the same thing because the whole time Ashanti was singing all them tracks. Exactly. Exactly. We didn't know. So then nah, she, y'all she wanted to be, she wanted to tap y'all into hip hop. Jenny from the block. She said she was Jitty from the block. Grew up on the six. Whatever. So she That's why you went to the six when you first went to New York. No, I didn't. Kid. It was like the Jenny one, the did. two, the three. Uh so then she um then she goes hip hop, jumps into that culture, exploits that, then the shooting happened. So what is And different? she leaves okay. hip hop, right? Then she wanted to get back in touch with her Spanish roots. Did she ever left? Yeah, because she was doing hip-hop. She wasn't doing that Spanish shit then. Mm. Then she she got with Mark Anthony. She wanted to get back in movies. She get with Ben Affleck. Or maybe reverse. I think the movie thing was, yeah, because that's when they made Geely. She was with him. Like, it was always who she's so with so further her career. At the end of the day, you don't fuck with Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo. I just fuck with her for who she is. A Latino actress who really can't sing. So what's sing. wrong with that? Nothing is wrong with that when... So it sounds like you got beef with her though. I don't have beef with anybody. Why why just speaking the truth have to mean I have beef? Week you have beef with who? Um people, see how people honesty, make stuff up. Honesty. That was two weeks ago. And yeah, that was honesty. That's not a person. <laughs> who is not honest? Animals? No, people. Exactly. No, it's about the expectation of honesty that people don't really have. It's not about people, people. not being honest. Same thing. No, it's not. No, it's not. And I don't have so beef for J Lo. Honestly, so you don't want J Lo to never do any of her hip hop songs again. What are you talking about? Who said you any of this? You don't want her to perform Jenny on the block, the joint with Ja Rule. You don't want to Who see Ja Rule and Jenny. Uh, I didn't J-Lo say any of that. Reunion. That's not what I said at all. Okay. That's not what I said at all. That's why I got. That's because you're not listening. Listening with man is hearing what you want to hear. That's not what I said. Read between the lines. What lines? You said, fuck J-Lo. <laughs> she appropriate our culture. Use Diddy. Almost got him arrested. See see how see how black people then do she you? she want to be white. See how black people do you? she's not white no more. She go back to her roots. See how black people do you? They try to throw you under the bus and create havoc where it doesn't need to be there. Nah, that's the story I'm about to send a shade on. I'm sure. <laughs> Just like the rest of them niggas out here. <laughs> that guap. Get that. $500. Damn. Say no. Nah, I would never do that. Who just sent me this? Basketball player died. 
Mm. Or on my back, I don't know who he is, so. But rest in peace to that man. See. Don't pick up your phone no more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who gets to play the boy is mine on Monday? You know what they're going to do? They're going to close it out. With the boys mind? Yeah. They're going to perform it? They're going to do a bonus. They're not going to play 2020. That's going to be missing. They're going to they gonna perform. perform it? Yeah. Brandy already told you Monica don't know the words. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's why she's going to sing it. That's why she's going to kill it. So she's so she going to get that bonus point right there. <laughs> Brandy said, yeah, I know all the words. <laughs> Brandy shady as shit, though. I love Brandy. Monica Shady so too, why, though. Why you all like Monica? Monica Shady too, though, because Monica gave Brandy a mean side eye. I love she Monica. She probably punched her in the face after that. She was like, <laughs> "I love Monica personality." Um, you know, that's what why I'm she saying? even in this comp. Nah, I ain't gonna say that. I love her personality. I that's love why everybody her say when realness. I ask her like, "What songs do Monica have against Brandy?" Well, Monica, she relevant. It's more about personality, but you can't have a song. Fuck relevancy. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? If your song can hold over relevancy, then that's that's all you need to do as an artist. It's a lot of people like that. Exactly. That's why they don't need to be relevant, because their songs is classics. <laughs> <laughs> why do we know Blueface? Because y'all make them famous. Again, relevancy. Nah, but songs like Brandy had created songs when she was relevant that made her them songs is still make her relevant now because that's why she is she not relevant now. Why is it a big thing for her Monica to do this battle? Because they both were relevant. Honestly, it has were. nothing to do with them being relevant. Nah, People but that's just what I'm like cattiness. That's why everybody saying that Monica would punish. Brandy is because they sang because she's more relevant now. People Brandy. like drama. They like cattiness. And that's what they think they're going to see. Nah. I'm talking about music. I, I hear you. I'm talking about straight music. I hear you. Don't worry about it. They're going to be... It's, Babyface, it's, who won one of the battles, produced some of the best songs for Brandy. I know. I agree with you. I'm not arguing with you. You know I'm team Brandy all the way. But... He might have did something for. Oh, no, I don't think I don't believe Babyface has worked with Monica. Monica's working with Jermaine Dupree and Missy. Uh, oh yeah, Missy is. Now I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna discredit Monica Callow because Missy did do her thing with Monica songs. Mm-hmm. Monica got some bangers. Don't get me wrong, she got some songs that's all right. The ones you was playing that time. You or yeah. Monica. No, no. Yes, you were. Yeah, it was Jermaine. What's that Jermaine Dupree song that she had? Oh, the one I hate? Yeah, I'm about to say I hate uh, that song too. Uh, and it was like a hit. You remind me of my Gucci suit. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that song. And that was a hit. She had a lot of every time the beat dropped. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Bro, 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 your knees. I, mean, I don't hate them, but. I guess those Atlanta Down South songs. She got some good ballads, I think. Especially later on in her career. That everything to me so you is think my the songwriters song. Songwriters is what make Monica She is a good artist. 
She can she sing. Talent. Right. But you think it's the, the production? Yeah, I think she had to get away from that Jermaine Dupree shit. So who would you see her working with? I like her. And Missy what about, makes yeah, great songs yeah. for her. Can um, you see it with her and uh, Pharrell? Or what recent? I don't what, think what that's really that? like her. She need to be with like a Jonta Austin or like Neo. The Dream. She should probably work with The Dream. I think that would be good music. That's funny because I could see Brandy more with The Dream. <laughs> really? Because he worked with Beyonce a lot. So he do like a lot of commercial hits. I could see him with more Monica. Like I think Brandy need like an OG in the game. But, but Brandy could work with anybody because she is the reference. Like she's the vocal Bible. Like she could work with anybody and she knows her notes. She knows what to hit. You don't have to coach Brandy. You know what I'm saying? She's the coach. <laughs> you just you just push a little buttons, little engineer man. I got this. <laughs> you know? Like that video, oh man, that video with her and Monice. Mm-hmm. It's like even though she's right in Monique's face, coaching her verbatim, Monique, you know, for the most part, she was getting it, but uh, it was the subtle things. Just the subtle things. Pronunciation. Like, just how she carried her note, that lack mm-hmm. of vibrato. Sometimes vibrato is too much. Brandy could pull it back. Mm-hmm. That's why I like she, she's like a master of controlling her voice. And it kind of mm-hmm. reminds me even like Stevie. Mm. In a sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, they know how to ride their beat, they know their voice. Mm-hmm. It, you don't have to sound like everybody else, but it's like how you master your own voice. Yeah, it's like even though Kiki is power, I don't know if Kiki is vocal control like Brandy. Only other person I really, Jasmine Sullivan, mm. is probably like. I think Brandy know that because I seen a video where she was like, Teach me that note. Mm. And then she learned it like that. Mm-hmm. She was like, "No, just do this right," and and it kind of reminded me even of Mike because mm-hmm. they were saying Mike, you know, by the time Mike was Mike, people were still in awe working with him, but they were saying that they respect his professionalism because he was like, "I want to know how you do what you do. Don't worry about like mm-hmm. I'm Mike, you know, what I'm saying I'm trying to learn new shit." Right. But he mastered it. Yeah, that's, like you keep that's respect as an right there. Yeah. Um, and even, like, how she picked it up so quickly. And it took Moniz 50 times to hit one note that she never hit. Right. And Brandy was in the hallway and picked it up like it was nothing. I was nothing. about to say the whole time, Brandy was singing background on Mike's last album, like last studio album. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. I love Brandy. But, you know, I, I run into a lot of Brandy haters, um, particularly on Fridays because, you know, we do this cousin group call and they are some Brandy haters. And it's okay because they don't know no better. You know what I'm saying? I don't is hold it, it against them. Is it really them. because of the music or, is, or the personality? They like Monica personality better. Than they like Monica person. They a little, you know. They like they like Monica personality, but they say they like the songs. I think for real, for real, it comes but that's down not what to. The battle is about. But I think it comes down to uh, nostalgia, like where you were, what you were going through when you heard a certain song that tied them to Monica. Like I was, cause I heard a lot of. I remember I was in 
high school when this dropped, or I was in school when this dropped, and it ties them to a time period, so it means more. Not mm-hmm. necessarily that it's a better vocal performance, because there's no competition when it comes to that. But I think that's what resonates with people. Because, I mean, you heard songs that, like, just take you back to a place and you'll forever mess with the song because of that, even if it's not the greatest song you ever heard. I think a lot of people feel like that with Monica. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to discredit. That's why I always don't want to downplay Monica's talent or mm-hmm. her contribution. But it's like, why even compare the two? That's why this is not. That, this is really a celebration. People gonna make that's it why, a competition. I think that's, why that's why I think Brandy keeps saying it's a celebration because y'all know I'm a cut Monica. <laughs> <laughs> like, she like, I just want to get Monica because she about to come out with a little album. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. I just I'm excited. But who else after this? Yo, they gonna have to go. They they gotta go up. Who like uh? I need to see a Mariah battle. Nah, I Mariah think is ready. She down for the culture. I need to see a Mariah battle. Her and Puffy gonna be half coat in the studio. <laughs> champagne, darling. Yeah. I take a sip. Lighter. So she always say. <laughs> she, nah, fuck I take champagne. A sip. She will have her lighter. Yeah. I remember when she came to the Breakfast Club, like I was there. <laughs> when, she, <laughs> when she went to the Breakfast Club. Well, yeah, she had her own lighting. Yeah. That's hey, that's true diva style right there. You never gonna catch me on a bad angle or some bad lighting. You see, she know how harsh people are. She been in this game a long time. She know how lighting can fuck up your face too. Yeah. So um, what is she? What Mariah and who can Mariah go against? Mary J. Usher. Usher. That Usher and Chris Brown's never gonna happen, so he might have to do. I don't even know why you keep saying Chris Brown. I did. That's what the people. I don't are saying. know enough. I don't. I probably know twenty songs of Chris Brown, but I can't think of twenty songs all the time. I know a lot of Chris Brown music, but I in comparison to Usher, I don't know if they weigh as much. You know what? They should do like an old time group, like Four Tops. What? Yeah. Ain't nobody tuning in for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> who, who you gonna spend your Monday night? Because I think they still they was torn before COVID. <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit. Because right. I probably only know about four songs each. <laughs> but nah, they're gonna have the whole band and they're gonna be doo wop and y'all gonna be like, oh shit. And then they streaming gonna go up. Nah, they need like a blue eyed soul battle. <laughs> what the fuck is a blue eyed soul? Like like John B and Robin Thicke. I'm not Thicke. watching that shit. John B know. got some hits. I don't I'm, know if he got. 20. I watched the recaps. <laughs> uh, oh, I you know I I really enjoyed the producer battles for real. Yeah, those were some of my. But favorite. do you think they ran out of producers? No. So who else? I don't think Jermaine Dupri and them fucking with it because remember they tried to do the fake versus. That was stupid though. Yeah, because they, they that was a protest. Yeah, he need to get my man Puff. Puff don't he ain't fucking with that. Puff Pharrell like, said he'd do it. And who? Kanye. Will I am? You know what? Kanye should do this as a presidential campaign. <laughs> don't give that man no ideas. <laughs> he gonna be like, "You right? That mm-hmm. sounds good." Live from Wyoming. Yep. He gonna make Pusha T. And then he gonna have Sunday service. That's what he gonna, gonna play all his gospel records. 
If he not doing secular music no more, he told y'all. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> he might. I think it's gone. I don't know. It's probably going to die off soon. What? Versus. You think so? Yeah. Well, they think this is getting bigger. Because now they're doing on Apple. Yeah, but. But you can't watch, watch it on Apple TV. That's retarded. Yeah. Yeah, on Apple, Apple Music. Music. Yeah. Man, that is stupid. Because at one time, I think it was on Apple TV. Something was on Apple TV. I watched it. Because I remember when I got Apple TV, I was searching Was for it one. the Alicia Keys one? Was that on? That was on Apple TV. Alicia Keys got a different That's because it's Swiss contract. Beats' wife. Yeah, and she's Alicia Keys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see Usher. And who? Um, I don't care who. Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson's dead. Usher. Janet, she gonna represent. She gonna she gonna be in the studio. Nah. She like Usher, my brother. That's not even. Him. It's not even gonna be the same. Like the beats gonna be so different. It's the era is too far apart. Nah. That Drew Hill and Jodeci is still one I would like to see. All right. Is there anything else on your mind? Anything else you want to get off your chest for today? I just hope the upcoming days are. Uh, brighter mm. yeah just a little brighter yeah not to sound all dark <laughs> <laughs> but you started off dark so shit so you want to end it back there <laughs> got away from that mm. um i want to hear some good music i want to go to a, a show concert <laughs> When you think the next time we'll be able to go to a concert? You asking me? I don't know. I'm ready for this shit to be over I with. I you work. Oh, I just the got. That know the people that know the people. I just ordered a new passport. <laughs> when this shit over with, I don't care where I go. I'm going somewhere. I'm mm-hmm. going somewhere. Um. So I'm just going to stay ready. I got me a travel fund. <laughs> I'm ready, young. I'm ready. You need to get ready in other ways, too. Listen, I just, um, I pray that we just, I don't want to ever forget what this was like so that when things are better, <laughs> no, cause you know, people have a tendency to soon as shit gets bright, they forget, yeah, I won't forget this shit. what bad days were like. I don't want to forget this and I hope that it makes me just appreciate, it's hard to forget, for real. you say that, mm. but Plenty of people don't remember what September 11th was like. Mm. What the sniper was like. Like they joke about it even. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, I I, everything. yeah. I hope I don't forget. I hope uh, just motivates me to continue to just appreciate my loved ones and appreciate the privileges that I do have and the bright spots that are available to me um, when I have them. Mm. That's that's it really. That's it and that's all. Amen. So until next week. Peace.